welcome back. I'm very excited to have two very special guests and very close guests to me. And we have one of them being my mother. Say hello, Mom. Hi. Hello, Mom. And the other person is my sister, Delesla. Say hello, Delesla. Welcome. Hello. and be successful, have a family, have kids, be married. Be married? Okay. Is it by a certain age you think you need to be married? Um, it depends on who you talk to. Well, I mean, like, the, the expectations you feel like people put on you. Is there a particular age they normally are telling oh, yeah. you you need to be married by this time? Yeah, you should be married by 30, have by kids 30? by 35. Okay. Well, but, um, what, do, um, what do you think about that, Mom, about the whole thing about be married by 30, have kids by 35 thing? Well, since when I was... um coming along when I was in that age group deciding to marry or not to marry. I didn't put a stipulation on myself. Um, other people did. They would always say, why are you not married? You need to find a husband. But I didn't get married till I was in my 30s. And um, on looking back, I look back and I tell myself, I said, well, I had some friends that got married, had children when they were in their 20s. And here I was at 40, I'm having kids in high in elementary school, and they have kids graduating from high school. So I feel you shouldn't listen at what other people say, but get the whole scope and figure out how it's going to work for you. If you want to have children in high school when you're older, or you want to have children in high school when you're younger, your life and your job and your situation have to apply. What about you, Mom? Did you answer that question about... Like, what are some expectations that you feel like people put on you or put on you throughout your life? Uh, of how you should act. What do you mean? In a certain way. For instance, if um, someone um, says something derogatory to you, what should be your response? Now, when... I was. Uh, Wait, hold on. I'm gonna. I'm gonna see if I can clarify that. What you're saying. You're saying that you feel like um, expectations that put on you is how you should react as a woman mm -hmm. when someone says something rude to you. Mm -hmm. They think that you should act a particular kind of way. Right. Okay, what do you? Right. Okay. What, no. Well, but, uh, for me, being older, you was taught to ignore a lot of things. Uh, keep the peace at all costs. And you're talking about in. I guess we should clarify even more. Within a relationship, like within a marriage, or you mean in general, like someone pops off at the mouth at you at Walmart? Well, we can take it to Walmart, and then we can go back to relationship. Because at Walmart, somebody pops off at me, being from an older generation. We were, I were taught that you let stuff go. As long as it's not in your face, Come back to come back. You let you walk away, but I noticed in the younger generation, people don't take things like that. It can escalate real fast in a situation like that. I think 
that what you said has has some valid points, definitely. Yeah. But don't you think people was popping off even back then? I would say it just seems as if it's more prevalent in our generation is because of video cameras on phones that let people see it more often than before. Because I'm thinking back, like the 80s, when I think like concerts and rave, people in like mosh pits and like banging their heads against each other and like the crack epidemic in like D.C. and all the crazy stuff that was happening and like, so that's why, I, I don't know, to me, it's always like, it pops into my head and people are like, oh, I'm not saying that times might necessarily be bad, but just like comparing it to the past generations, it's just like, things like this was probably going on, but no one knew, like, no one knew right. because there was no way to like record it and show it to the next mm -hmm. person. So therefore, you had no clue that Betty so-and-so was getting like, I don't know, like beat by her husband and Billie Jean was like making crafts like Pinterest or something like that. But okay. And so back to what you were saying. I'm sorry. But you know, back then, uh, we didn't have the technology that we have now, but we did have the word of mouth. Uh, words could flow from one house to the next house, one little town to the next town, very fast. I'll admit it wasn't the same as a cell phone, but word got around. How did it travel then? Like when I'm just thinking of like how how did that look with word that? People talked more then. But how? Like with miles like miles uh, between houses. The car would come through. Aunt Jenny would go visit Sister Mary in town. And she'll tell Sister Mary what went on in um, Dogtown and Dogtown. And Sister Mary take it when she go to the town to visit her cousin the next city. Word travel. So what are, um, I guess back to the original question. What are some limits or expectations that you've placed on yourself that you're happy that you've broken? That I don't have to do it today. Okay, what do you mean? Uh, say, for instance, if, if there is um, a project that must be done, and I get so hyped up that, oh, I got to get it done, got to get it done, got to get it done. But I've learned to calm myself down, save my blood pressure for norm, to be normal, and my nerves calm down, and I can accomplish the project in peace. Rather than in that hurry spirit that sometimes caused me to miss out on some things. And when I calm myself down, I finish my project before time, and I'm free to hear what God is trying to get me to see to make that project the best that it can be. But if I get in a hurry and run through life, life just passed me by and I'm missing half of the things that I should be gaining. But I've mm -hmm. learned to calm Diane down, mm -hmm. and let God take control of my life. Okay. Okay. Amen. How about you, Mom? I mean, Delisle? I would say people-pleasing and not giving the honest truth to people. People-pleasing is a big one. Yeah. Can you give an example on that one? Yeah, like, pretty much. Um, like a situation, if you um, know someone that's in the wrong, they're telling you their situation, of what happened, they're telling you your side, their side of the story, and you just say, oh, yeah, girl, they was wrong, you right. And what I'm glad that I've broken is, no, you need to correct them when they're wrong. You are a good friend when you tell them 
what is truthful. Amen. Can we interrupt right there and say confrontation is a loving word? I don't know. Um, I think it was um, one of the pastors at the church that I attend. One of the things that she says all the time is that some for some reason we have made confrontation or correcting someone a bad thing when the Bible literally says that Jesus corrects those that he loves and literally telling someone that they're too good to be living in their mess can never be bad. So, um, thank you, Dallas. Keep going. And also, it is a loving word if it's done correctly. A lot of people, you want to confront people and tell them I'm keeping it real. I'm going to yes. tell you what oh, it is. Oh, yeah, I see what you're saying. Yes. Let's, Preach, Delessa. Keep let's, going. Let's break Help it down. Help me out. Help me you out. You got to do it in love. You yeah. got to make sure you address things the proper way. Because yeah. you come, I ain't going to lie, I'm safe. But if you come at me not correctly, what, what would you do, it might be some confrontation. No, I'm just saying. What happened in our confrontation? What I'm going to do, I'm not going to call you no more. And I ain't going to answer my phone. And I'm probably going to block you on Facebook. That's, that's me. That's all she owns. She's not me. on Instagram or Twitter. That's all she That's doing. what I'm doing. And I'm probably going to talk about you to Delana and my mama. <laughs> and Bella is going to be... <laughs> I'm just saying. Yeah, okay. Okay. But um, I'm sorry. I interrupted your original story. So the people-pleasing thing. Yeah. So he, you feel like that's an expectation that was on you to people-please with other people? I think that was an expectation that I put on myself. Yeah. That I had to look good and be liked and be loved and cared and, and caressed. Stuff like that, yeah. Okay, and there was something else you said. You said people-pleasing and then... And just giving people the, the honest truth. truth. Okay. When they come to you and tell you their situation and they want you to give them advice, don't try to please them, sugarcoat it. Yeah. Give them the honest, raw truth. One of the things that felt really good once I was able to be done with and realize that I'm not here to entertain other people. Like... The sole purpose of me hanging out with them is so that they can enjoy my company, but I'm not here to entertain them. Like, if they're they're in a place where they're, every time I'm with them, they have to giggle, giggle, laugh, that they have to, I don't know, like, draw from my energy, like, that's not necessarily a healthy relationship because if I'm constantly giving and they're not giving back to me, then that's an unequal exchange. And so I had to realize, like, hey, every time that I hang out with a group of people, if I do something... I don't have to necessarily be the center of attention. I don't have to always have all eyes on me. I don't have to come with a joke or be the one that carries a conversation. If the other person isn't saying anything, I learn to just be quiet also because they don't feel like talking, then they're withholding themselves from the joy of my commentary. So I just, I've learned to, if someone isn't giving you 50, why should you give 110 when the relationship is uneven? So that helped a lot when it came to me assuming things for other people when they don't actually even know that that, that assumption was placed on them. But um, what were we about to say, and, Mom? And also, it makes you not be a true friend. When someone come to you with all the, I call it drama, and you have been entertaining that drama, you have to draw a line somewhere. And if you want to be a true friend, and if you want to be what God say you are, a child of God, you got to tell the truth. And when you tell them the truth, they have two choices. They can either accept what you tell them and learn from it, or they can uh, disown what you say and walk, uh, walk away from you. But you got to go to sleep at night. You can't lay in your bed trying to sleep at night. No, you didn't tell the truth to someone when it was within your 
ability to do it. Sometimes and, I can. And the Spirit of God, sleep well. if you have the Spirit of God on the inside of you, and they, you feel it within you saying, that's not right. Don't tell, them, don't tell them that's right. That's not right. And you know it's not right. And you go ahead and tell them, uh-huh, you were right. I would do the same thing. You're lying to yourself and you're lying to them also. So we need to be truthful people. Telling the truth in love. So, Delessa, I really want to go back to that point that you were referring to about um, his expectations about the whole married thing. Delessa is an older sister of mine by a couple of years. So, when you feel like, oh, you should be married at 30, do you feel like it's a, in a positive or negative way? Because... I do know that they show statistics of black women marrying later. Women in general are now marrying later because the focal point now is on education. So do you feel like the route that you took in regard to going to school, making sure all that was financially stable with your life, having your own money, how do you think that worked out for you? or Like, what are your thoughts about that? I think it's some pros and cons to it. As I look back now at age 30, I think... Um, Right now, I'm in a position that I do want marriage. I think back in my 20s, the process for me from college and education and job, I think marriage would have been too much for me at the time. But I can see another friend, same process, same age group. She's already married. She already has two kids. So I really think it depends on your journey. It's some pros and some cons. My married friend that's my age with two kids, you know, she kind of wish she had some of the freedom that I have now. She didn't get to go to um, get a degree, stuff like that. So she had to put her degree on hold while I do have my degree. So I think it's some pros and cons. And I think you have to find out what best fits your lifestyle. And I think that kind of goes back to the topic, trying to live expectations that other people place on you. I think you really have to find out who you are. Because I'm not going to lie, when I was in college, I was like, why do everyone have kids? Why do they have a marriage? They have a husband. They have this. And I wanted that. But when I think about it and sit down and be mentally prepared, I wasn't for that. Right now, I think I am. Okay. So when you think about, um, I'm just going to divert the conversation to something different real quick. When I think of um, the benefits of us growing up in church, um, is that we were able to learn a lot about marriage and like how to um, relate to the opposite sex in different kinds of ways. Um, so it was great that we understood like biblically where all that stood and da da da. But when I think of some of the drawbacks from the particular church and denomination that we grew up in and learning about marriage and and things like this, I don't feel like it particularly prepared you to have a successful marriage. I think it just taught you get married. And I feel like it was more of a get married so that you don't burn. But it didn't actually teach you how to have a successful marriage right. or how to have a successful single life. And I know, Mom, you grew up in a small town when you were younger. Did that church, you feel like it taught you about how to be a single woman or just how to be single? It taught you how to have a successful marriage? Like, what are tips no. do you feel like then you would have liked to learn to give advice toward a single woman that is your daughter's well for me uh growing up you were taught grow up get a job get an education marry have a family that was the 
progression that you took. And when I was growing up, we didn't have a singles ministry. And we didn't have a married people ministry. We just had church where you were taught the word of God. And you were taught that it's better to marry than burn. So you were taught to shun fornication and all of that good stuff. So marriage was the option that you had. But um, as you get older, you have to become prepared to be married. And I read a lot. Which is very good. You learn. Wait, what, when you say read, you mean like you read books, books or the Bible? You read the Bible, but you also read relationship books. You read read about other people's marriages. You observe other people's marriage, and most of all, you pray to God for examples in uh, life lessons that shows you some things. But I, it goes back to an individual thing. You got to find out what you want in life with God and pursue. Okay, what about you, Delessa? What are your thoughts on all that? I have to agree with um, what Mom said. It really stems back to knowing who you are, having a relationship with yourself first, and if you want to go the spiritual route, know what God has for your life. And I think um, a lot of people, we be honest, a lot of people don't know what their purpose is or what God called them to be. And I think it really stems from getting to know who created you. So once you know who created you and what your purpose and plan is in life, it would all make sense. When we look at what the world is saying, I hate to say the world because I seem like I'm super spiritual. But when you look at what the media is portraying, they show marriage, pregnancies. They're also pushing, you know, pregnancies before the husband. You know, I hate to say it. I watch Atlanta Housewives and Dude, Portia. I don't think you hate to say that. You probably say that. <laughs> And Portia, and she mama, tried to have mama the baby nap. And it was like, she wasn't trying to have the prenup with the man. She wanted a baby nap so she can have a baby. And it's just like, what are we feeding ourselves? So if you really go back to who the creator, who created you, and what is your purpose is, you know, you won't fall for the hype. That's all I'm going to say. Overall, though, so I feel like if you watch Housewives faithfully, then own it. Like, you don't have to say I, I, it's a guilty pleasure. Da, da, da. Hey, you watch Housewives. I said what I said. Who's going to check me, boo? <laughs> I just did. Anyway, but I'd like for you to go into more detail about, you said that if you walk in your purpose, then you should be good. How does one get to a point where they, they know what their purpose is? Like, I'm assuming right now I'm speaking to someone who is a believer. Mm -hmm. And when I say a believer, that means that they know who Jesus Christ is. They've accepted him as being God's son into their heart as his death being a sacrifice for your life and him taking on your sin so that you don't have to and you've accepted that. And so I'm speaking to the person who lives a lifestyle of Christianity, lifestyle following Christ. They're, they're, they're trying to find their purpose, as you just said. Mm -hmm. How do they do that? I mean, right. what like encouraging <clears throat> routes do you think they should take? Just right. in your personal word. And mom, I probably will ask you the same thing because... I think a lot of the times we give people like answers of like, oh, it'll get better in time, or I'll pray for you, or you should just pray time about heals it. all everything. Or, yeah, time heals all wounds. But it's like, but are we giving that person in that moment practical steps on how to get there? I mean, because I know I said the church I grew up in, I don't think taught single women because that church had a lot of them how to be single women, and so therefore their whole rush and their goal was I need to get married, or their whole rush or their goal was. Uh, 
I need to just find a man to be in a relationship so that one day I'll go to marriage. And they never were satisfied in their singleness. And I'm like, but I can't fault a church or people who are the church for not doing something that they themselves didn't know how to do. And so I'm like, okay, well now if I do find like I'm finding a, a, a young lady or a woman who's in this circumstance, I'm able to give her practical tips. I'm able to give her advice that isn't just my knowledge, but it's literally I believe that the Holy Spirit that lives inside of me once I accepted Christ speaks to me. And I believe that he's able to give me words to speak to people when I lack them. Like the Bible literally tells us that Jesus told the disciples that if they go into a town, don't worry about what you say. I'll give you the words. And I do believe that the Holy Spirit gives me words of wisdom to give to people also. So, like, what do you think that is? <clears throat> All right. So pretty much when I said that um, you have to have a relationship with the creator so he can reveal your purpose. It's pretty much like I said, you have to have that relationship with him. Just like Delana any platonic romantic relationship to get to know that person you have to spend quality time with that person get to know them for who they are and for you to know your purpose you have to spend quality time get to know who the creator is and how do you do that spend time in his word study his word set out a time where it's just you and god and sometimes it's not like okay god speak to me and he's going to speak to you and you're going to hear it automatically it's sometimes for me I hear more clearly from God when I'm in my shower. And I think it's because that's the time where I have no cell phone, where I'm not emailing, texting, Facebooking. And it's the time where it's just me and myself. And I think that's the place that you have to be. You have to find that time where you're away from everything. Um, some people, they can go outside. They walk the track. It's a place where you can hear clearly. And I want to stress this because a lot of people think that you're going to hear an audio voice from God. And it's mostly he speaks to you and you can hear things in your thinking. But it doesn't necessarily mean that he won't give you a clear audible voice message of like, Delena, go upstairs. I don't know. He might. I've never experienced that, so I'm not going to knock it. But hey, if that's how God speaks to you, that's how God speaks to you. But once you get into that relationship with God, he will give you answers. He will give you a way of what you should do. If you like to dance, find out, is that your passion? Or is that something, you know, you like to do? Find out what your exact calling is. So that's how I would say find what your purpose is. So do you think people have overhyped that whole thing? Because I feel like that's literally like a marketing thing now. Is find walking your purpose. your purpose. Oh my gosh, Living yes. your best life. Um, 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 I'm doing my life to, to the max. So living yeah. life like it's golden. It's like, it's literally now become a cliche. It's no yeah. longer like active steps that people are taking yeah. it's like um went to the beach today living my best life or <clears throat> um bought bought some bought a car um i'm walking in my purpose it's like if you need to get to work every day then yeah your purpose is to buy a car like but i'm not trying to criticize them i'm sounding very critical but i mean like for you that looks like the practical steps of developing a closer relationship with god which will happen when you like read the word and you spend time with them yeah and also, I would like to say, you don't have to flaunt it. A lot of people, they post everything on Facebook. And I just feel like you don't have to flaunt it. Like Delana said, um, my life is golden. My this, my that. Hey, even though I did use this golden for my birthday thing. You but hey, it. <laughs> it's just, you don't have to have a life coach. Enjoy life and let it be, be between you. If you have to show it to the world, you might want to sit down and question what you're trying to prove. I understand the saying, fake it till you feel it, but let's be real. This is your life. No time to fake it. Uh, Mom, how about you? Well, that purpose and plan 
um, thing. I would like to comment on that because I can remember back years and years ago, and uh, you were always told God created you for a purpose. You got a He got a plan for your life, and most of the time back then when I was younger, the purpose and plan that I thought it was like, oh, I'm gonna have to go on the mission field. Oh, I'm gonna have to do such and such. But I find out that purpose and plan comes from spending time with God, moment by moment. And it's not necessarily a plan for 10 years from now, I'm going to be over in Asia, or I'm going to be over in the forest out of Texas. But it's what you need to do each moment that you relinquish your life to God yourself to God and say, Lord, use me in your glory, for your glory. And that's your purpose that day. That's your purpose that moment. I know we should set goals for future, but we have to get through the moment by moment to make the day end. So it's very important that we spend time in the Word, that we spend time praying. Praying is communicating with God. We talking to him, him speaking back to us, and being obedient to what that word is telling us to do at this moment, at this season of my life. Because sometimes I can see myself, we get, I get so caught up in, I'm supposed to be over there next year, but today is passing you by and you're missing out on so many blessings coming your way and so many blessings you could extend not to others we're so caught up on that goal well one exciting thing going on with me is always for y'all to be checking back for more updates as far as new episodes so if you could right now please hit that subscribe button i want to thank both of my guests today miss mom thank you thank you yeah, you, <laughs> you have the biggest smile on her face right now and my sister delessless whoop whoop Delessla, Delessla, Delessa. <laughs> Wait, that's another question. What? Okay, my my mother named both of me and my sister. I am Delena. Delessla is my sister. What are some of the names that people have called you other than your name by trying to call you by your name? I've heard Delissa. I've heard Delessa. I've heard Delessia. Delisa. Um, girl D. Um, why your mama name you that? <laughs> and DeLester. DeLester. Okay. And I hate to say it, most of them are from family members. <laughs> Which, you know, I, like I told Delena, I'm glad that Jesus and God knows the number of hairs on my head and know me by name. Yes, amen. The blood still works. Because I've been I've been called Delena, Delamada, um, uh, Delane, uh, Delandra, um, Lady D, D Murph, um, literally everything but my name. And does it does it give me an offense? No, my heart is fine. But I, I want to know from the woman who named us, how does it feel that no one wants to call us? Because her, her name, name is Diane. It's very really? simple, very easy. So from <laughs> from the woman who named us and laid us with this with this cross to bear for the rest of our life. Well, how does that make you feel hearing all that? It makes me feel wonderful <laughs> because I was trying at that moment so excited to be pregnant with some beautiful children and I wanted their dad to be so happy. 
try to include his name in there somehow. I never thought of the ramifications of what would happen. <laughs> I don't think so either. Lord have mercy. Yeah. That's all I and can I'm still say. sad I can't get a keychain with my name. Yes, you know, that's the yes. Coke came out with all those diversity names. Preach to us. Really? That that's another thing. When like when you go to like Disneyland or to the beach and they have like pre made things with people's name on them, you can't find Delena. You can't find Delessa. But you can find Diane, but you can't. I can't even find my middle name. That's just messed up. Yeah, so it's it's, it's a blessing to have a unique name. It, it really is. But what were you about to say, Delessa? I thought you were about to say something. Sometimes they call me Delina. Oh, that happens. But, okay, I have a, I have a confession. I, I often call people by the wrong name. Like, I, I make up names for people, so... That's, that's so it doesn't matter if it's d less la d less low even the Louise, they call you something else. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much, that, that is true. That's why I can't complain. And if, that's why I say I don't have the offense. And if, I you want, if you want a name to be found on a Coke can, call Coke. They will include you, probably for a fee. Yeah, but you can get your it. name in but, lights. But Anne got hers there. Perfectly for free. No, Diane does. Diane too. Right. Diane too. I but, hear um, hating. <laughs>